0: presented by t-mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome
1: network and great savings there's never been a better time to join t-mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today the first four hours were simply in a moose bouche i'm stuffed i can't remember the last time i ate this much sure you don't want no dessert not for me I'm good your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene we're brought to you by extent technologies online first xtendav.com shop online at xtendav.com then stop on into the showroom in beautiful broadview heights it's right next to the marks over in broadview village you're going to love it you're going to absolutely love it online first again xtendav.com Chili is killing the podcast. It really is. It's, uh, it's hurting How the can podcast. How you eat it's chili during the podcast? That's the question. I'm going fault. to let mine cool, yeah. and by the time that we're done with the podcast, I'll eat the chili. Plus, it gives me something to look forward to while I'm talking to you. So I'm going to sit here, let the chili waft across the room, and then eat the chili when we're finished. Yeah, the chili is the reason we're
2: five minutes late today. It's the reason that – No,
1: yeah, it is.
2: You're, you're going to hear some noises you wouldn't want to normally hear. That can well, be grotesque to the listener. Uh, you know, the lip smacking, the spoon. Then don't and
1: the, eat during the podcast. I'm not going to. It's like somebody else who eats during the radio show. Don't eat during the radio. Well, it's not our radio show. It's not actually any on the fan. Uh, but don't eat during radio shows. Don't eat while you're on the If, 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 if I'm the person telling people not to eat on mm. the air. That says something. Understand. Understood. Understood. Um, can we talk about this whole thing real quick about the uh, – the menus yes. again. Because we have another host. Um, I can't believe he does this. I can't believe he's doing this. So did he print out the menus before? Yeah, so Is apparently, pre-pandemic stuff? No, I don't know. So we were talking,
2: obviously, on air. We had a spirited debate. It was a Would You Rather today. And it was paper or digital when it comes yeah. to the menus. And obviously, during That's COVID, Zero, it right? made every reason in the world. There was every reason in the world. To go paperless and go digital. And there were perks, like we talked about. The yeah. fact that you can change the menu. You can put the specials and
1: update them daily. Uh, the ability Which, to have that all
2: in your hand. Sometimes they take the menus away too
1: quick. Now you have it. You reminded me, by the way. Um, well, it didn't remind me, but you had a great idea. Like, yeah, that is a form of dynamic pricing. Because you can change menu item prices. You could change it midstream if you yeah, wanted you to. you can do it. So, like, say the... Um, Say the Rocky Mountain oysters are going for twenty nine, and and everybody wants the Rocky Mountain oysters, but you have you know uh, calamari.
2: You only have three portions left.
1: Yeah, but but you only have but you have so much calamari left. All right, well you know what, calamari, calamari, four bucks. There you go, boom, let's go. But the Rocky Mountain oysters, yeah, thirty five.
2: Yeah, how bad do you want them?
1: Yeah, how bad do you want them? Could be a bidding war. Hey, I mean, that
2: table wants them. You got them. We got two portions left. We got one oh, portion left. Could you imagine? I bet that's happened. That's had to have happened.
1: That's that would be, had to have happened in the history of American restaurants. That'd be quite a way to run a restaurant. That'd be amazing. Could you imagine someone wanting your food that bad they're willing to outbid each other while they're at the restaurant <laughs> for the food that you have? That's outstanding. But
2: anyway, while we were debating this, I don't remember what the final standings were.
1: Um, it was seventy percent wanted paper menus. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Only thirty percent, less than thirty percent, which I was surprised there was even thirty percent. Wanted digital menus. But tell, do we name names on this and tell yeah. who does it? So we got
2: a text in from Adam the Bull who said, oh, easy way to solve this. You print out the menu at home and bring it to the station. I bring it to the station. Bring it to the restaurant. You can bring it to the station, too. And to that, I said, that's ridiculous. Now, now that is absolutely He's done it. ridiculous. He's
1: done it. He used to do it all the time.
2: I mean, it's I know Keith is listening to the podcast. If he wants to uh, send a message out to his host. To see if he wants to defend yeah, himself. Bull to call
1: in. But – I just want an explanation. Yeah. Explain it because – I want to know if it's pre-pandemic because I know – you know, listen, I, uh, we bust Bulls fellas for a lot of different things. I, I, yeah, I know he's he's dealing with stuff and I don't want him to you – know, if it were pandemic – like, he doesn't say anything about that. If it's pandemic, then fine. Okay, fine. I don't care. You do whatever you got to do. But if this was pre-pandemic, I need an explanation. Like, if he was doing this in 2016, Why? Why did you print out yeah, your why own would menu? I, why would I
2: print out the Cheesecake Factory menu and then go to Cheesecake? First of
1: all, I'd be out of you're going to be out of ink. You're going to run out of ink. Imagine you imagine if you try to do color? Oh my goodness! Done. My God. You'd rather just take a guessing game on the cheesecake. That's all. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree. By the okay. way, what? this podcast brought to you by X10 Technologies. Well, it's a little too early to be doing that. We already did it once, and we got to do it halfway through. I didn't hear the first one. I, I talked I was about you said they're great. Yeah, well that's why you were thinking about chili. You were focused on the chili. You were thinking about how many bites you can get in before you had to talk. So you didn't think about the chili, and here I am covering for you while you eat chili while we're talking on the podcast. Just let it marinate. Look, I got a whole breakfast sitting here and I'm not touching any of it. I'm doing the podcast. I'm being a professional. The chili is sensational. Sounds
2: like a Seinfeld episode. Is it good? Uh, it's, it's Am I going to have to reheat it? And you're going to need cheese. That's the thing. No, I don't know how cheese. you weren't doing the It gets too messy cheese. with the cheese. Mm, look at that. It gets too messy look with the that, cheese. Look at I that. I don't want the cheese. No, you got me
1: walking all over here. Um, printing out menus is weird. That's all I'm going to say. But we'll find out. Maybe Bull has some sort of a vigorous defense over printing out menus later on. All right. Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. Let's do it. What, People are also probably problem? going,
2: it's 90 degrees out. Well, yeah, you don't eat the chili outside. I love when people do that, as if the food should really change because of the weather. I get it. In the winter, you want to do hey, chili. Man. But you eat inside. I'm eating inside. We have something called air
1: conditioning. Someone just said something to me. Uh, I couldn't hear it. Oh, no, I was just say? saying it's a rainy day. Oh, it's a rainy day. Owen oh, okay. said it's a rainy day.
2: So chili's okay on a rainy day as opposed to?
1: Well, I always think about it like this. If, I, if it were an off day, I just think that we carry different hours. Like Abe... We're never going to get to Evan Mobley and Jalen Suggs. Probably not. So Abe used to eat, like, tuna sandwiches at 5 in the morning. Like, he'd eat this tuna or something else. Like, it's just not what you eat in the morning. And Abe said, it doesn't matter. It's food, morning shows. I don't care. That's what Abe Gordon, the old, 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 old producer, used to do. He works now and now at two uh, nine in Atlanta. Uh, he's from Atlanta, so it's a homecoming for Abe, and mm. we're very happy for Abe. But he used to eat anything in the morning. He didn't care. He didn't care if it was day specific. Uh, I, I feel the same way. I feel like, all right, even though it's hot, it's really hot outside. I just say, damn the torpedoes. I throw it out the window. I don't want to sit there and eat some big-ass heavy breakfast because i got things I want to do later on that I'm willing to tell Anthony and Owen, but I'm not willing to share with everybody on the air. Uh, so I don't want to have some big heavy thing and then just, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, like the naked guy on Seinfeld. I like a big breakfast. I don't want to do that. So, I'm not gonna sit there and eat a big omelet, plus Liz makes me a nice thing here every day that I take with me, which is a scrambled egg mix of of sausage and peppers and the whatnot it looks good, so I'm gonna eat that and then I'm gonna eat the chili with it but a lot it's of hot sauce be fantastic there, too. Oh, i love I love frank's red hot um unpaid testimonial to the fine folks at frank's red hot um so that that works out well, but on a normal day, I would say you know yeah if I just woke up at seven and went to work and it was just a normal day instead of three mm-hmm. and going in. Um, chili doesn't make a lot of sense.
2: But I can tell you, I can eat ice cream year-round, regardless of the conditions. Obviously, in the summer, yeah, I can too. You, you love eating it outside. But in the winter, I'm inside. I can eat ice cream. It's it's fine Are having ice cream. ice cream guy? I never knew you were an ice I, cream guy. I, I could eat it every day. and And because I work out, that's my justification for doing it. Well, I worked out today, even though I'm definitely consuming more calories than I'm burning. When I'm eating ice cream. Really? I mean, there's, there's not a lot of good in the ice cream. What type of Caloric ice cream do you like? What's your favorite? You know what? Lately, I, well, the chocolate chip cookie dough is the old standard. I can always go with a hot fudge sundae, and I just go kind of plain on the sundae. I don't need to have some crazy uh, handcrafted, concocted menu item to put in a hot fudge sundae with whipped cream and a cherry on top. It just is a winner every time. Okay. I
1: like that's. I like nuts. Nuts, nuts um, are good, but it's like it's just so hard. I've never, I haven't really had, I haven't had one since going to Heggi's in Canton. Like I can't just make one; it's not going to happen. Hot fudge and all that stuff—that's not going to work. I know you can heat some. Up I told in you the, the problem and is do that it's just too much. The
2: problem is if you get two scoops of ice cream almost anywhere. Yeah. And now these are all artisan shops. <laughs> they are all state. <laughs> you want to talk about? You want to talk about a uh, highfalutin ice cream artisan? It is. It is. I mean a two scoop brownie sundae on the menu is like ten dollars now. You are not getting out of there under ten dollars. Yeah. It's it's insane. But it's worth it. It's really good. Is it really that good? No, oh, it's so good.
1: So if I went to a place in Tremont it'd cost me ten bucks. If you want the works, I mean if you
2: want maybe a few dollars less, but you go you go to one of the namesakes, one of the
1: popular I like the big boy. I want a big boy. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's
2: gonna it be ten bucks, yeah. Easily,
1: maybe I could justify that. I don't know. I, <laughs> I spent a lot of stupid things. You know. When did you stop? I
2: used to have the rule in college: yeah, five dollars or less.
3: You know, it's not a budget.
2: Well, yeah. we had a Wendy's. Shout out to Wendy's, uh, former partner of mine. Uh, went to Wendy's <laughs> right by my place. Yeah, uh, thirty-four East Eighteenth Street, right by Buckeye Donuts per alley. And we used to go over there to that Wendy's, and they had the double. They have the double stacks were one thirty-five or one forty five get two double stacks, uh get the nuggets, and you are good to go. You're under five dollars. It was incredible. Now good luck. There's no such thing as under five. Fast food is just as expensive as if I went in to one of the places that got um, a burger. I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, I would still I would say the same thing. And um, yeah fast food's never
2: been busier. And the pandemic had a oh, lot to do with it.
1: Hell yeah. I, I don't think it's I've it's the ever efficiency. Had that. It's
2: the efficiency of how they do it's it. So that's quick. all it is.
1: I've never had I've never really had that rule. But I I like the value menu. I like the stuff on value menus. It's just so many places don't have a value menu anymore. Like Taco Bell has a value menu, although like, they got rid of a lot of their menu items. Yeah, but but they, exactly. And a lot of places like ah so and so like the one dollar menu. Like those the, a lot of those staples are kind of away from it. Like you still have a couple things, but it's not what it used to be. And I wonder if that's ever going to come back. When if if it does ever come back, when it's ever going to come back. I don't know if I'll ever get that. All right. You wanted to talk about Evan Mobley comparing him to Jalen Suggs already. Please. Mm. It's not bad news. I, I I know you're really excited about it, but please go ahead. Okay. A few things here. Um, The overreaction to summer
2: league games. While fun, it is great because these guys play so few games now to evaluate. Back in the day, you know, how many years of Grand Hill, how many games do we have a Christian Leitner to evaluate? Uh, for, Former Team USA member, by the way. Uh, He was on the Dream Team. How many games do we have of those studs back in the day uh, when we were younger? I mean, you had two years, three years, four years. You had tournament games. Uh, They had so many tournament games uh, over three or four years that, you know, that was as much as one regular season game. Well, now Mm -hmm. you have to compare guys across G League and soon to be this overtime elite. Uh, Overseas, LaMelo Ball, we had very, very – Scattershot way to try to figure out how good these players are, and so we're making definitive conclusions on one college basketball season. Some guys get to the tournament, some guys don't. I mean, God, Ben Simmons famously didn't even go to the NCAA tournament, and you have to try to figure. And look out, at
1: him, and he can't even shoot now. If he would have went to the NCAA tournament, maybe he would learn how to shoot. I know. Three time All Star. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine. Go ahead. We should throw out the
2: phone lines anyway. So you, you can start s- calling Baskin to Phelps. You kids, I know. Well, Can we do... get people to do that if we're like, no. "Hey,
1: talk about oh, pay menus? Mad. No, they're going to get mad. Who will get mad? Basket of Phelps. I don't care if they get mad. If Andy gets mad, I care. Well, I, I think there'd be a talking to. No. Uh, anyway, it's hard if to Andy evaluate. Andy would just go, "You guys can't do that. Don't do that again." And I go, "Okay, fine." So my whole
2: point all along was not that Evan Mobley is going to be a bust. I think he's going to be good. I, it's a safe position to have. Oh, he's going to be good. Cade Cunningham's going to be good. Jalen Green's going to be good. And I happen to think Jalen Suggs has a chance to be as good as all of them. That is not a popular position, but <laughs> e- either way,
1: not a either way, position.
2: we all we all do this. It's educated guessing. Yeah, we do it for the NFL. How often do the NFL quarterbacks, the order that they are taken, end up being the order that they pan out? And they are the most heavily scrutinized. Patrick Mahomes went where? Ken Lamar Jack- Lamar Jackson went where?
1: Twenty
2: fourth. Uh Josh Allen went. No,
1: was, wasn't was Lamar the last pick yeah, in first thought he round? Was. Yeah. yeah, Josh Allen went where? Uh, seventh. Seventh. And you say every day they're all better than Baker Mayfield because you hate Baker Mayfield. Well, right now, and we'll see things could change. God, you you gotta say you don't hate Baker Mayfield. People believe that. I
2: know. I, that. I know. Okay. Well, in the NBA, we have these assessments, and then we are so tethered to those assessments that my whole point was: yes, Evan Mobley is considered the best prospect by all the teams, almost all five writers that really pay attention to this or podcasters that people listen to, and people who never watch the games just went with it and said, oh, Evan Mobley's definitely the better prospect. And all I'm saying is, well, what's most important to me is having a wing or a guard that can become a star. And they were in position to draft one, and I thought it was Jalen Suggs. People are telling me, no, that's Evan Mobley. Seven-footer, he's going to be Anthony Davis or could be Giannis. And I'm like, I don't see that at all from their games, uh, compared to his game, but either way, we screw this up all the time mm-hmm. with projects. So don't tell me your educated guess is better, so much far, uh, so much more certain than my educated guess. I could be wrong. I was wrong about Kevin Knox. I was so woefully wrong about that. And you were really Anthony wrong. Bennett. I was really wrong. Yeah, wrong about that too. But I certainly wasn't wrong about John Morant, who I declared a star five games into his college career. You
1: know, you were as much as I want to rip you for that and go, okay, Daffy Duck could have said. John Morant was going to be a star. You declared John Morant to be a star, I think, even before five games. You were telling me you got to watch this Well, I this loved kid. him his freshman year. He yeah, two you. Years. Were. I
2: loved him his freshman year and started telling people about him Man. early on in his sophomore year before anybody had him to be a top pick.
1: All I'm saying is – How much does that bother you, though? That I won't get any credit for yeah. it? Does at, at for <laughs> yeah. Does that bother you at some level? And I'll only get crushed for the like, misses? Yeah. Does that bother you at some level? I'm used like to it. you didn't build this guy. Like, there are people – there are guys who are out there and I just don't think people care about this type of thing. I don't think they care. I know guys who, and I think I tell them to their face. I think it's goofy. I told you guys about Patrick Mahomes, and it is just victory lap after victory lap about Patrick Mahomes. But You don't get anything. And I go, I just don't think people remember. <sighs> no, they don't. Your hits. They remember, I think your they remember I think everybody remembers your misses. People, we remember Mel Mel Kuyper's had a great career. Mel Kuyper, we remember all his misses. And he had plenty of hits of guys who were fifth-round guys who became pro bowlers and stuff like that. I'm sure of it. But we I don't remember any of them. I remember the misses. Yeah. I remember the fight with Bill Tobin where they were both <laughs> wrong. They were both wrong. The players were terrible. They were both wrong for well, the Colts.
2: And, and here's the reality. And they'll say, well, of your projections, you have to project which guy and then do the odds of that guy hitting that projection, and then talk about ceilings and floors. It's all b****. <laughs> it's, a, it's all b- I mean, come on. Guys, we don't know – we didn't know Dame Lillard's ceiling was going to be this out of Weaver State. Nobody knew that, so that was a wrong projection. Boy, that's that's fine. Point. We're going to miss them a ton. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, I didn't see him playing this way. He had a strong he, – he had people – saying he was going to be good, Cannon but Brooklyn not in like Brooklyn used this. to call
1: me about Kawhi Leonard all the time.
2: I watched him in college. I, you remember, that was when I was watching all the college oh, games. Oh, yeah, you were. And I really liked Kawhi Leonard. I saw him play a game against Ohio State. I didn't see this. I didn't think there was a chance at all. Then certain things we don't know. Uh, talk NBA. Somebody said Okoro uh, has grown an inch or two. Wow. These are things that you can't assume. The Greek freak has grown. I mean, my God, when Cleveland State was recruiting Anthony Davis, they didn't know he was going to grow a foot and then say, bye, see ya. Mm-hmm. See ya, Coach Waters. So I'm going I'm to go play for that, that team in Kentucky instead uh, because I grew so much. So we also don't know certain things when a player gets drafted. Kenny, you were adamant about this the other day on the phone. Which and one? I don't know if you want to name names. You probably, you probably oh, yeah. don't. Well, let's see. Guys that get drafted in the NFL who once they get their money, they're like, I made it.
1: Oh, I don't want to name names. I, I don't it. want to do that. Thank you very much for reminding me. Um... I don't want to name names now. We can name names later. Because uh, I do – I I have a fear of guys who you don't – but the problem is you don't know until they get drafted. You don't know. And how can you guess? Like this, if, is, this is why people – I'm
2: sorry. Yeah. Front office guys get killed for asking questions about your mom being a hooker or what about the well, people I close think, to you or what about your brother that was shot down in gang violence. There's a reason they ask those questions. It's not 100% science. But they are guessing, what is this guy going to do when he gets money? Well, how do
1: you guess that? I still think there's other things you could try to do other than ask if their mom's a hooker. I think got, it but, has to
2: be the first question every but time.
1: But my whole, my whole thing, it, yeah. if, I, if I see a guy celebrate too much being a draft pick, it throws, it throws a red flag up. Like Johnny Manziel working the crowd coming out, should have known, but if you, if we should have known to be like, you know what? We change our mind. Go back, <laughs> go back behind the stage. We still have time. Back to the green room. I saw it. you were doing the money sign. You fell this late? No, like I see guys when it's like, okay, Joe Thomas is an easy one. Joe Thomas didn't care about it. He was just gonna go fishing. Baker Mayfield decided to stay home. He's, now right. I, 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 but and I know his family was all surprised he was the number one, but it was like, all right, there is work that needs to be done here. And there's plenty of guys who who have that mindset and they bust out. Like, who knows? Baker, I think Baker's going to be good. But if he ends up being terrible this year and we start all over again, all right, I guess I'm not going to. But it's just been, it seemed to me that the guys who just have this huge celebration, it's like, oh, man, the only thing you've thought of this entire time is getting drafted. And you have no idea about the next step and what the next step takes. That That scares the hell out of me. And the only thing I can the only thing I can think of is that you don't know because you can't guarantee how they're going to react when they get drafted. Sorry, that's a long explanation to something you you're, wanted to talk about. You're right, than that. But, but if but you said that, if you tried to like going back
2: to trying to figure out, look at you, you just said something that some people are going to say that's idiotic how they celebrate drafting. But what do we have to, to to base stuff on anyway? What is any of this? The reason that those interviews at the combine were yeah. always so vital was because you tried to – and some teams overthought it. What did the Browns – they had some weird questions they asked a few years ago about – I don't know if they were the team or another team, but the Browns certainly had it, and other teams have been accused of this too. Uh, Different ways to put a box together or whatever. You know, just these stupid exercises, and people go, well, this has nothing to do with football. They're trying to figure out other things that you can't figure out. Like,
1: I saw, I saw Mina Kimes talking to Justin Herbert yesterday on NFL Live. And Justin Herbert, like, I just use him. I know we're talking about two different sports, but I think it's the same thing. If a guy is just like, he's ha- you can be happy to be drafted. Nobody's saying you can't be happy. I'm not saying that. There should be some, like, this is great. You've been drafted into the NFL. And I don't blame the family around you for losing their mind. They're proud of their son. They're proud of their brother. They're proud of their nephew. That's not what I'm saying. But there seems to be the guy who celebrates him being drafted too much that tells me you've only thought about getting drafted, you haven't thought about what you're going to do to get the second contract. You need to be focused on what's it going to – like an NBA player, it's about getting the max deal. It's not about being drafted. Being drafted, you should expect to be drafted. If you're in New York on draft night, it shouldn't be a surprise. You shouldn't be overwhelmed with emotion. I'm sorry. You shouldn't be overwhelmed with emotion that you made it. These are nice things, but I think you should be ready to take that next step. And whoever drafts you, I'm going to take this organization to another level. I'm going to be a cornerstone. Someday I'm going to be one of the things that they show as hits and one of the great stories, and that's where it should go. Like Ryan Leaf, when he was asked, Ryan Le- what are you going to do after you get drafted? I'm going to get my buddies and I we're going to go to Vegas. He was honest about it. And what happened with Ryan Lee? Mm. Like if you celebrate it too much, I I think that there's a higher risk that yeah, am I going to be able to count on this guy after we give him a rookie contract cuz I think that 15 million dollars that he's well, guaranteed on a rookie deal or 20 something million dollars whatever he's guaranteed on a rookie deal. How much did uh number 1 got 30 million. Trevor Lawrence I think got 30 million dollars. Okay, 30 million dollars guaranteed. Is that it? Because you can make a whole lot more later on. But So every organization, they have their
2: own, maybe proprietary, maybe not. Uh, a lot of these guys bounce around from team to team. They have their own ways of determining whether they think a guy is going to work hard or whether they're not. And they're guessing. Guys, they're guessing. They're all guessing. And you just don't know. Some of these guys have just admitted flat out that they have, they, they, they don't know what happened. They they don't know when, when they got that first paycheck, especially in the NBA, guaranteed money right away. Uh, a lot of the guys just, just stopped working or start succumbed to the groups around them and the people that were pulling strings around them. So these are things that everybody's guessing, but if you wonder, to go back to our original conversation about Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, yeah. you know, I saw somebody say, well, Evan Mobley's dad was a coach, and I'm like, man, I wish there was a correlation to that. There isn't.
1: Tom Marinovich's dad was a coach. I
2: I wish there was a great, great point. I wish there was a correlation. There isn't. They've been looking for correlations in all these. In the end, a GM's just got to stick his neck out and draft a guy. He doesn't know truly if a guy's going to stay healthy, if a guy is going to work hard, if a guy's going to be a good teammate. They have all the data points that more now than ever before doesn't mean anything.
1: It doesn't mean anything sometimes. I, I I totally agree. Sometimes it is just a guess. And if you want to go, hey, like if he, de- I, I just got to be patient with the kid because if he develops, I think he could be great. But I don't, Coach's kid, I mean, I guess maybe it's a little easier, but hey, man, we all knew Coach's kids who were kind of jerks. <laughs> we, we all knew those guys. And if you're going to be a leader of a team, okay, you might not, you might know where the ball needs to go, but, I I don't I don't know really are you gonna be able to lead people Are you gonna be able to get people to believe in you? I don't know. You know I I don't know. I I know that you know LeBron and his court vision is second nature, and it's just sometimes you're just born with it, and it's a different life. It's a different life for you than it is for others. I'm willing to say LeBron in his own way as a coach's kid because of his relationship with Drew Joyce and and Keith Danbrott. maybe, maybe. But at the, in the same token, like, yeah, there's been a lot of ups and downs even through mm-hmm. the Great Ones' own career. And I'm just going to expect that, that Evan Mobley, after one summer league game, is going to do great things. or bad. No, 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 no. I took The whole point I took Evan this will be lost because we, we will have visceral, hardcore arguments this winter. I guarantee it. You, me, everybody. I took Evan Mobley because of upside, and I took Evan Mobley because of patience. I was willing to be patient. I don't need to make the playoffs this year. I don't expect them to make the playoffs this year, guys. Underline that. I don't think they can make the play. I laughed at you when you asked me the question. I laughed. And I, you couldn't believe it. And I think I think Owen agreed with me. He might have agreed with you. But we had caller after caller saying, no, I don't expect him to make the playoffs. So I, I, there needs to be a different world between some of the folks that are so are in such strong – brainwash belief that this thing is going to take off as currently compromised. I don't think that's true. I don't think it's true that they're completely a rudderless ship. I do think they're close to it. I don't think they're completely a rudderless ship. I think that the quicker we can get Kevin Love off this team, the better, but I don't know if that's going to be able to happen, so I'm worried about that. I don't think that that's altogether true. So it's somewhere somewhere closer towards the negative, but I still think it's more towards the middle. Mm -hmm. That's me on Evan Mobley. Man, that, or on Evan Mobley and, and contributing to this team, they a got in fashion. Yeah, I mean that, that this, early fashion. This
2: is the hard thing about these rebuilds, and, and this is my last point on it. When you start like they did with the three years of essentially a tank job, even though there are people in that org were trying to it tell was me a tank they were job that wasn't it. a tank job. But they the three years of it, like the fans were plenty patient. Now they want playoffs. I think Dan Gilbert wants playoffs this year, and you drafted a nineteen year old who could be to 20 year old who could be the further who could be further away than some of the other guys. That's all. That's all. That's all we're saying. Doesn't mean he can't be good or really good or there are people that believe he could be the best player in the draft. Maybe he will be. But Kobe Altman, will he have his job that long? Will Bickerstaff have his job that long to see that out? And that's always a problem in the NBA
1: with some of these rebuilding teams. Fair. You know what you don't need to worry about with the rebuilders, extend technologies, they take care of everything. Whether you're looking to revitalize that home, bring it into the 21st century, whether you got a brand new build, it's time to go online first. X T E N D A V dot com. That's X T E N D A V dot com. See what they have as far as great television screens, great short throw projectors. Lima loves the short throw projectors. Everything for your home, and also don't forget the home automation. Where you're sitting there, and people think, "Well, oh, what's home automation? It's turning on the furnace and things like." No, 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 no. It's where you're sitting at your house, and you're watching TV. You got your phone in your hand, and you go, I don't want to draw the blinds. I don't want to have to open up the garage door. I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to have to do that. You have the app on your phone that turns on lights in other parts of the room. Like, you can get it all set up. Like, there's even smart – this is amazing. There are smart washers and dryers, folks, that with your app, you can turn on and off. I just sat down. I don't want to run that washer. Okay, well, you know what? Get your app out and go ahead and do it. It feels like magic. It's not. It's true. It's real life. It could be your life with Xtend Technologies, dot com. Where's Deshaun Watson going to play? Oh, uh, I almost forgot. Did you see the early returns on Zach Wilson? That he was dreadful. Do I believe any of it? Should I believe any of it? Yeah, I bet he was. Because part. it's the Jets. Oh, okay, I believe he's dreadful, but should I, I should say as I believe it, does that have any bearing on what he's going to be this year? No. What he's going to be for the future? No. Is the fact that he plays for the Jets play any into that at all for you? <laughs> look, come on, man. Yeah,
2: well, it's a Baker stuff with the Browns. By um, the way,
1: Justin Fields looking fantastic. Wait, is he? Because I had nerves. I much. swear to God. I swear to God. They are loving Justin really? Fields. Command of the room, command of the field. This guy looks like a number one. This guy's got it all. He's, he's, he's taking in the offense. They might be lying to us. They very well could be lying to us. All right, but- Do Trey Lance. Uh, Trey Lance, he's, I don't, okay. He was supposed to get some first team reps the one day, and then I don't think he did. And I wonder if it was because the media was watching. I'm not sure, but I, boy, Kyle what Sh- a weird, yeah. what a weird
2: situation for the 49ers because, you know, you could kind of, oh, qua- don't, don't you
1: could, dare say anything about Kyle Shannon? Uh, you
2: could kind of quasi compare it to the Alex Smith year with Patrick Mahomes the, yeah. dif- the difference is, you know, I think what the Chiefs had just been or to the, the playoffs. Or the Alex Smith year with uh, uh-huh. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And, you know, they had just been to the playoffs. And then, uh, you know, they had drafted Mahomes, was seen as kind of a project. Was he seen as a project or going to take a little longer? Yeah. So, you know, they were okay with that scenario. In this case, if Jimmy Garoppolo would have been healthy last year, I don't know, would they have drafted Trey Lance? So – I do think Shanahan thinks he can win with Garoppolo, but you throw him this talented, at least, arm talent, all that stuff. You throw him this rookie, but you give him a roster that's supposed to contend for a Super Bowl. How are you going to throw a rookie into that situation?
1: I'd rather throw a rookie into that situation than what the Jacksonville Jaguars have to do, or what we had to do with Baker, wouldn't you? I mean, at least you're getting a good roster. I'd rather do it that way.
2: I get, no I get that. I'm saying who has a better chance to help them win a Super Bowl this year? Jimmy G or Trey Lance? If Jimmy Gs is this,
1: you're going to hate this. At the end of the year, will Trey Lance have enough experience to help them if Trey Lance starts early enough? Man. Like if if Jimmy Garoppolo plays all season and they're winning, they and say they go 13 and 4 and Jimmy's playing and Jimmy's playing mm-hmm. well and and Trey Lance is like, "Hey, I'm a rookie. I got to sit here." And Jimmy G goes down the same way that Carson Wentz went down. Mm-hmm. Is Trey Lance going to be ready? Then I don't know. That's why I think Trey Lance probably and plays know, sooner than later. Because I, you, I know you could. Go, got to go to
2: your big dog sooner. You could go through this. Uh, you go through the example of the Chiefs, who you could have asked that question about Mahomes and Smith, and clearly Mahomes was the guy. Mm-hmm. Mahomes was absolutely the guy. And you know we didn't know it. Played at Texas Tech against what defenses? Uh, you didn't know. This is Trey Lance. Who did he play against? Um, Northern Iowa. So how do you project whether or not he's going to be ready by the end of the year? Going from the competition he went up there to North going up. Dakota, when I Dakota know State. Garoppolo, if he's healthy, big F,
1: obviously. Youngstown State. But
2: I know if Garoppolo's healthy, he's going to have a chance to help them win 70% of their games. That's, that's been his career.
1: Who also played uh, against Jimmy yep. Garoppolo because Jimmy Garoppolo yep. played for Eastern Illinois. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, but I, I. But you go back to if it were if an NFC championship game, Garoppolo's out. Trey Lance has to start his first game is there a talking point, like say the 49ers go out and they just lose, 27-7, just a beating, just a just a sound, not like 41-3 to or something stupid, just yeah. a sound 27-7, offense sputtered. You're
2: saying if he would have played all
1: year? That, uh, there was going to be a conversation, what if Trey Lance was ready? Yeah. Did, you, did you cost your team an opportunity? Because if Trey Lance is supposed to be better than Trey Lance, if he were to be starting by week three or even to start the season – would he have been ready to go, NFC Championship game? Man. Because by that time, you're not making excuses for guys and saying, well, we really don't expect them to contend. No, it's 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 playoffs. It's, it's go time. I just know Shanahan's
2: offense, the Washington thing notwithstanding, Shanahan's offense is considered complicated. This is a big step up for Trey Lance on a team that's supposed to compete for a Super Bowl in that brutal division. I, I think that is – that is awful. But they got to love him to put him in that it position. They position. have to absolutely love him. Hell, yeah. And they it's... drafted him. They, they traded up and drafted for him. Yeah, so the division is brutal. They obviously think he's really good.
1: Um. Okay, Deshaun Watson. Duh. Schefter said during our show today that he's not going to go with the Texans to Green Bay. Yeah. He was back at practice, whatever, but he's not going to go with the Texans to Green Bay. One side, who was it? John McClain said he's never going to play for the Texans again. And who else? Uh, oh, um, Charles Robinson, who we love. We're a great guy. Said, hey, Texas is still trying to work something out with him. Still trying to get on the same page. They sent it like three minutes yeah. within each other. Yeah. So somebody's telling John McClain one thing. Somebody's telling Charles Robinson another thing. What a mess. And it's nothing against either one of them because I, I, I certainly love John McClain and I definitely like and respect uh Charles Robinson. But I, I just think I think that shows you like – Hey, you got two different people telling two different sides of the story to try to get two different stories out there to try to benefit one another or to, b- to benefit themselves. And you mentioned it's a mess. It doesn't have to be a mess. You could still trade them. Philly It just seems to be circling around. And I'm going, man, th- I-, I was listening to some stuff today. I was listening to uh, Brinson today on a Pick 6 podcast and talking about Xavier Howard and the Dolphins. And it's like, hey, if two is bad, you could trade Xavier Howard, maybe get a second-round pick. Ryan Wilson said this. You can get a second-round pick. And add that to whatever you can do for going for the quarterback. And I go, hey, man, if this, if this, it, it feels to me that this whole misconduct, this sexual misconduct stuff is going to get cleared up in a civil court of law. Like he's not going to be able to not play. That's the feeling I'm getting here by, by observing all this stuff with Deshaun Watson. Is that the same feeling you're getting right now? Are you willing to say the same thing? Like it feels like there's going to be some sort of a, Agreement, mm-hmm. and then they may move on, and and he might. I don't know what type of suspension he serves because you have grounds for a suspension if you've settled out of court. Mm-hmm. You've done something, yeah, yeah. So
2: they, he's gonna miss time. I don't know if it's a full season, but if or not. you're the
1: Dolphins, are you will, like, hey man, I, I don't know, I don't know, but I like Tua, and I've been defensive of Tua. I think he's been put in a tough spot, brutal spot, but. I also no know one seems he, impressed by him. I no. love Brian Flores, and Brian Flores doesn't seem to be overwhelmingly impressed by him. And I think Brian Flores is worth his weight in gold as a head coach, and I'd like to see him work it out. And it's like, okay, if Tua can't do it, do you take a big swing at Deshaun Watson? And one of those teams, by the way, going back to Cleveland, one of those teams is in our conference, the other team isn't. Hmm. Uh, the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles I don't have to worry about. The Dolphins I may have to worry about down the line. If Deshaun Watson's playing for him, because no yeah. one's saying that Deshaun Watson isn't a good quarterback, that's yeah. why we're having all this. Yeah, conversation.
2: And people love the Dolphins and how they're constituted and the coaching situation. It
1: seems yeah. like seems well, like they're trending in the right direction. They made a horrible decision on the coach. They needed a they needed a David Cully. David oh. Cully, I'm serious about this. The Texans will trade Deshaun Watson. Oh,
2: I'm not talking about no, go ahead. No, oh
1: the Texans will no, but the Texans I'll just say it quick. The Texans will trade Deshaun Watson. They'll get picks and they'll get a new quarterback, and they'll fire David Culley. Yes. And they'll move yeah. on with their new coach and their new quarterback, and then they'll move. He's a placeholder. He's 65 years old. Yeah. The, the the worst thing the Dolphins did was hire a really good coach mm-hmm. that can motivate talent and get talent. When you were that, trying to tank. And you don't have any talent on that team when you were trying to tank. Yeah. It was the wrong coach at the wrong time for the fish. And so I, now that I, I just respect Brian Flores so much, and I don't know him from Adam, like I want to see it work out, and I know if he doesn't have a quarterback, if it doesn't work out with Tua, that co- that owner down there is crazy, and they'll fire him. They'll fire him and Chris Greer. And I mean, you, you make all the jokes you want. They they've been the Browns South for a very long yeah. time. It's just been the same. Fr- My dad's a Dolphins fan. I know, and I, I tell him all the time. He's heartbroken to hear it.
2: Can you imagine if you're a Texans fan right now, you draft Deshaun Watson. He's incredible for you. The wheels start falling off last year. All the all the uh, the the. Tumult, you Um, know, with with Bill O'Brien, firing the coach, then the preacher stuff, running the organization, has the ear of the owner, then the disastrous accusations, what could be disastrous. And now you're going into a season in which you're supposed to be happy about football. You're in Texas. You're supposed to be pumped. You you know you work with Cowboy fans. You know you're working with all these guys, and all of a sudden – yeah. What, do you, what do you do? What do you, how do you get excited about the season? You don't. I say that as a Browns fan. We found a way to get excited about every season. How this do you get excited is, it, about this season? This is the
1: same as, to me, I, at least Dan Campbell gives Lions fans like some fake hope. Like, this guy's the guy. I could see Lions fans sounding like us when it came to, like, Freddie. Well, no, because the team was much better with Freddie, so that's a bad example. Uh, okay, Mike Pettin. And I like Mike Pettin. Mike Pettin came in. you got blood in your nose and sounded tough mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Didn't sound like Dan Campbell, but sounded tough. I think like a like a Dan Campbell is going to BS fans until reality sets in. Somewhere around September twentieth is when reality is when going to set in for the uh, for the for the Lions. With the Texans, you got nothing. It's just a holdover year. You see how much you can get back for Deshaun Watson. You hope that you hope that he hasn't done anything heinous. Obviously, then after he hasn't done anything heinous, you hope that you can afford you can be able to trade him. And get something back on return, and then you just start watching college football, and start seeing if Sam Howell's the answer over <laughs> at North Carolina, or just so you, saying you can always you can always find a way. You, we've done it before Baker Mayfield. We <laughs> did it for a very long time, and if we were able to do it for how many years, I think the Houston Texans and their fans can do it for a year or two. That's what my answer is. You can do it right now when you go to Extend Technologies. Online first, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Bring your home into the 21st century. It's great technology that's going to make your lifestyle better, make your lifestyle richer, make your experience richer with you, your family, with your home, whether it be an old century home or a brand new build. Online first, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Make those home dreams come true with Extend Technologies. Get we your are- emails in yes. for Thursday. Carmen, C-A-R-M-A, Carmen at C. Bleh. Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N, at 923thefan.com. Lima at 923thefan.com. Get him in. We will be doing congratulations on all your success. It's going to be a fantastic one. You're going to absolutely love it. Oh, my God. Is this true about Bill Belichick?
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.